Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is my favorite person in the entire world. She is an award-winning member of the Parks and Recreation Department in Richmond, Kentucky, and she's counting down the days to the highly anticipated Millstone Festival happening Saturday, October 7th in downtown Richmond. She is the smartest, prettiest, funniest, coolest person to live, and she's also very literally my best friend. Here is Elizabeth Foster. Um, mostly because we're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. You are, like, actually my best friend. Yeah, for sure. And I am so giggly. I don't know <laughs> how we're going to do. This. We're going to do fine. This is the first time that we've ever done something, like, where our professional paths cross yeah. at all. And that's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I hated sending you the professional email. Yeah. It's my least favorite thing to do. But I'm glad you're here. This <laughs> should be very interesting. Okay, so I'm going to give you a softball to warm up. Okay. Can you give me one highlight and one low light of our recent Disney trip? Um, highlight absolutely was the booty parade. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, low was probably losing my magic band on the Haunted Mansion. I still, they still haven't found it. Nothing? Nothing. Still haven't heard anything. That's so annoying. Yeah. I honestly thought that your highlight was going to be Ford F-150. <laughs> I love that truck. I've brought it up so many times. Austin's like, we're not buying one. We should buy one, like, as a family. I think so, yeah. We could take so many trips, and we wouldn't have to, like, buy hotel rooms, because you can sleep in that. Yeah. That would be so nice. Oh, now that's out of the way, so sorry. Um, Take a second just to tell our listeners, like, who you are and what you do. Yeah. I am Elizabeth Foster. I have worked for the Richmond Parks and Recreation Department as the program coordinator, um, for a few years now. I started working with them full-time in 2016. I have done a little bit of everything with the department. I've worked with our summer camp. I've worked with our teen center. I've worked with our uh, Paradise Cove facility. Um, Currently, I I do plan our special events, such as July 4th, Halloween Hoedown, and Christmas Parade, um, and I really love it. Yeah. So, also, we aren't making eye contact with each other because it's so funny. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Okay, so... 
I feel like if you watch Parks and Recreation, that's like something that you hate because it's not equal to what you all do. Can you give me a little bit of detail behind like the Teen Center and like Paradise Cove, all of these things that you do? How do you all manage all of that? Yeah, it we definitely operate in seasons. It kind of depends on like what we're doing uh, in that season. Depends on what we do. Like uh, during the summer, the Teen Center doesn't really. Um, meet each week. We did try this summer a like lunch program for them mm-hmm. and that went um, okay. I'm not sure if we'll keep with it. We just didn't see a whole lot of numbers. But like during the fall we plan like mentoring things. We plan like free play activities and crafts and things. Um, we also try to do like different field trips for them each semester and normally those are like day trips so nothing too crazy. As far as Paradise Cove, um, we end this coming weekend, um, Labor Day weekend. Oh, that feels really fast. Yeah, we yeah. end Labor Day weekend. And then um, we will start hiring in, like, February, March for mm-hmm. our um, summer season. Um, so it kind of is just a little different each season. Um, my coworker works with summer camp. I used to work with summer camp. Same thing there. They ended at the um, end of July, beginning of August, and they'll start hiring again February, March. So it just kind of depends on like what season we're in. I'm currently planning for Millstone and Halloween Hoedown. Um, Christmas parade applications will go out in October. So it all just kind of depends on what the special event is that's happening. Is fall like your busiest season, do you think? It tends to be. Um, even though we don't have like a big event in November, uh, trying to get everything together for Christmas parade um, is pretty crazy because we do Christmas parade the first Friday of um, December every year. Mm-hmm. Now, Millstone is your newest event that you mm-hmm. all have been putting on. Is this the third year? Yeah, we tried to do it during COVID was originally going to be the first year, Yikes. but 2021 was the first full year that we actually got to do it. And tell us a little bit about what Millstone Festival is. Yeah, um, so we've, like you said, we've been doing it for about three years. This will be our third one. Um, it has craft and business vendor booths that are set up along Main Street. Um, we have food vendors that are set up around the courthouse area. We have inflatables. And we're this year, we're having an axe throwing oh. um, activity that will be also kind of in that area. We have a petting zoo. Um, we also have a car show that runs um, on Main Street uh, in front of Millstone Park. And then we also have music. Mm. Now, how did all of this get started? Like, what was the idea behind this? Uh, we've always kind of wanted an identity for the city. And we really like the idea of using history specifically to work with. Uh, the festival has been something that we've talked about for years. We've done a, a few different things. Um, we've tried a few different um, craft fairs and such. And this has just been the first one that's really worked well for us. Um, We've had a lot of like employees, citizens and visitors that have asked for a festival specifically on Main Street. And this one just fell all in place. What is the potential for expansion? Like, do you all think that maybe in like five, 10 years, you'll have like bigger artists come in to play or what does that look like? Yeah, we've definitely talked about that in um, like our meetings and stuff about like what that's going to look like. We know that just from this year that we are going to have to expand at Mm -hmm. some point um, past where we are in Main Street. Even last year, we expanded a little bit farther down on Main Street. We do run into the issue of um, geography in Main Street. There are a lot of hills onto Water Street, which would Mm -hmm. be the logical next step. So we're still working on like what that will look like, but we definitely will probably expand as far as like size-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also like had sponsors the past couple years, and that's something else that we've thought about if we want to expand as far as bigger music or like um, a longer day or anything like that. And we've had a lot of people reach out to us about different ideas or different 
programs, activities right. that we could do that day, and they're just not feasible currently, but not something that we're saying no forever. That may be something in the future once all of us have really figured out how to like, do the festival. Yes. <laughs> do you think, what, what are ways that people can be involved with Millstone? Is there potential for people to like volunteer time or treasure to make it bigger than it is right now? Yeah, we definitely have um, always take volunteers for all of our events. And if somebody is interested in volunteering, they can email our office um, at parksandrec at richmond.ky.us. But as far as like setting up a booth this year, we have reached our deadline. um, And I did, I wasn't able to make everybody fit who was in before Mm. the deadline. Mm -hmm. I will still take some people's applications and put them on a wait list. Um, I think I have about 10 waiting right now to Mm -hmm. see if there's cancellations or anything. Um, But due to the courthouse um, construction that's going on in Madison County. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're redoing, um, updating, upgrading um, the area. So Mm. it's all closed off. And we typically use their parking lot. Right. Um, So we just have a little bit less space to work with this year. Mm. What is your favorite part about the festival? Um, That's kind of hard to say, but there is always like a lot of fun and planning an event. It's really, this is one of our most involved events with all of our other departments. And working with events, it's always interesting seeing how well we can work together as a city. Um, so it is nice like seeing that aspect of all of us picking up the pieces and making mm-hmm. something happen that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the day of the event, it's always exciting to see all the things that craft people brought. Um, we have returning people and we have new people every year. So it's always fun to like walk down and see what all's there and what all's happening. We also didn't mention when this is even taking place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is on Saturday, October 7th, um, and it'll be from 11 a.m. to approximately 8 p.m. We uh, have our last music act starting at 6, so we're es- estimating it'll end at about 8 p.m. Have you already dropped the lineup? Like, what is that going to look like? We have. Um, at 1 p.m., it is Brett and Donnie. At 3 p.m., it is PTY. And at 5, or I'm sorry, 5 p.m., we're doing a Richmond's celebration of their 225th birthday. Ooh. I know. And, and then 6 p.m. will be uh, Michael Christopher Band. Okay. Who is the dream artist, do you think? I mean, it's kind of hard. There are some people that, like, definitely everybody's like, we should get such and such. Tie, tie. Yeah. yeah. But it's just there's not enough space, really, to have somebody that would be, like, a dream artist. Right. Um, just because of the layout of the area and the fact that some of these people— would draw way too big of a crowd Correct. for us to to accommodate. Main Street is not that big. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because like I know your story, but before we head into segment two, tell us a little bit about like how you found your path in Parks and Rec. Because sometimes people can look at like government jobs and think that they're really lame, <laughs> but you love your job. I do. I originally had no idea that I was going to do this. I started in um, a history teaching major at EKU, and I needed a student worker job. And so I applied to a bunch and ended up getting hired with EKU conferencing and events, which um, at the time I really enjoyed. I loved like working in that, but I never thought of it like outside of like college. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I ended up going to grad school for public administration. While I was doing public administration, I needed a summer job. And uh, one of my coworkers at conferencing and events was working uh, Richmond Parks and Recreation summer camp. Mm. So I applied to work there and I loved working there. And I actually brought up to my boss that I needed an internship for 
um, public administration that fall. And she said, well, we take interns, and I have never left. That's the best. I've been there forever now. How many years? Uh, when I was doing summer camp, it was 2015. Okay. So full-time I started in 2016, but I did, like, my— summer camp internship and then I worked as like one of their like recreation aides for like six months or something and Mm -hmm. then full-time position. When did events start being a thing for you? Like when did you know that you wanted to do that? I think like working in um, like at EKU was something that I really enjoyed like working with their event. Um, They were a bit more of the coordinating kind of thing. They weren't uh, they facilitate a lot more of the space when Mm -hmm. I worked there than they did like actually planning every um, step of the event. And I do really like planning the step of the event. I think I was always really into school. So I really like that everything changes throughout the season um, and that we get to like celebrate a lot of these. It's also really, really fun seeing some of these kids every single year at these events and like watching them grow up um, and seeing like I see parents post pictures right. and like seeing how excited and how much fun they have at all of these things. Also something I didn't even think about is you have Millstone early in October and then Halloween comes like right up after that, like weeks yep. after that. Yeah. So it is um, one of those things that gets a little crazy. It is on October 26th this year. Okay. Um, so we do it the Thursday uh, before Halloween. Um, and this year, because of the construction that's happening on Main Street and um, the fact that we've already had to shut the streets down quite a few yeah. times um, because EKU's homecoming also shuts down yes. the streets, we actually are moving Halloween Ho down to Lake Reba this year. Oh, okay. And um, it's also a little bit safer for us. We can control entry and exit points a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, as well as there's just more space in general for people to park, people to, like, wander around and things. Um, so we did a drive-through one COVID year. Yeah. Um, and that was fun, but I, this year we're excited to see how this one works. If you could plan any event for Richmond, if, like, budget is out the window, don't have to worry about budget or location, just, like, something for the people of Richmond, what would you plan? I have weirdly been interested in doing a movie with a live orchestra (gasps) for years. I have—it's never been something that I've had enough time to, like, really coordinate or, like, figure out because— Logically, we would try to work with EKU if that was possible. Right. Um, and it just doesn't fall um, into a, a time frame where it, we could get that to work because uh, we currently don't have indoor space. So we do host movies, but they are outside. Yes. And I'm not sure that we could feasibly get an orchestra outside for a movie, but I think it would be really fun. I think it would be something different that people didn't get to see. I think it would like showcase a different kind of. Um, yeah opportunity. I think it would just be really neat. What movie would you show? I don't know. It would definitely, I mean, like Jurassic Park or like yes. Harry Potter or something with like, you know, the really good. <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah. Um, but also Christmas is definitely one of my favorite seasons at uh, the city. It's really like Christmas Parade is the most fun event, mm-hmm. but it's just very costly to put up like lights and decorations and things. So I'd love for us to like be able to expand on the Christmas parade in some way, like doing either light shows or having some kind of like Christmas seasonal celebration. Even I think it might've been when I was doing like a weird Harry Potter watch, the guy who directed the first Harry Potter did um, Home Alone. He directed Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone would be a good one too. They did like a Christmas 
movie showing with the orchestra, and that would have been really cool. Yeah, I think it would be really neat. It's just without like indoor space, it would be something. Right. Um, unless we did it at, in the spring, and uh-huh. we get risky with weather. So, and also don't know that anybody would want to have their like equipment outside. Correct. Uh, but we do host movies now, so that's as close as I'll get for a little bit. Tasty Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so every episode we like to do a thing that I call BGCF Fast Facts, okay. which is where I ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Sure. What are you reading right now? Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. What is it about? Um, it is kind of like... a historically fiction but with um gods in it Mm. um, different kind of like magical gods um i read something else that rebecca ross did and i was obsessed with it um and this one's going to be a series but there's only the first one out so far just for funsies can you tell our listeners how many books you've read this year and your favorite and least favorite one i have read 54 I believe. Um, And my favorite one was Fourth Wing. I really liked it. I really liked the dragons. I think they're a ton of fun. And I don't know. My least favorite one. Mm, Maybe romantic comedy. I wanted it to be such a good, good story. And I just didn't really like it. No, that was a really big letdown. It was a letdown for me. I'm so sad. Um, Also, when do you... Do you start your year of reading in December or do you start in January? Uh, I typically count it at December because that's when I have the most time off. Uh So I start like reading a lot during December. So I think like probably December 15th, I think is normally where I'll start (laughs) counting it. So where does romantic comedy measure with a merry little meet cute? Oh, wow. Pretty bad. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I would say it was better than A Merry Little Meet Cute. That was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. (laughs) What are you watching right now? Um, Dairy Girls. I watched it all the way through, and I really liked it. I think it's very funny and an interesting take on teenage life, and I loved it. I've also made the executive decision that I'm going to watch Gilmore Girls for the first time in my life this year. It's it's fall season. I'm going to start tomorrow. It's Gilmore Girls season. So I'll give you live updates. What are you listening to right now? The Loveliest Time by Carly Rae Jepsen. Of course. Shout out to Austin Foster. Yeah, so we are heavily listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm. What are you eating right now? Well, I have a Leastown coffee with me, so. That's your favorite place in the world. I love Leastown coffee, but also those caramel cold brew M&Ms that I got (gasps) at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Okay, everybody, (laughs) take a sec. We went to this Halloween party in Disney, and you get to go trick-or-treating. Like, yeah. you take your bags, and you go up to, like, these little counters, and they give you a huge scoop of candy. Every single time we went to a person with candy, Elizabeth was like, do you have any of those cold brew M&Ms? And would, like, they would dig through the candy bucket to get her these M&Ms. I think I have, like, 15 packets of them. But they are delicious. They are good. They're very good. So good. Mm. What are you most scared of? Spiders. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. hate spiders. And the fact that student loans are coming back. So stressed. <laughs> I can't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to my therapist about it today. Yeah, We're fun. really excited. <laughs> um, what are you most proud of? Uh, I think every year doing the Christmas parade is something I'm really proud of. It is definitely one of the harder events that I do because everybody who participates in the Christmas parade typically 
doesn't have any experience with doing events uh, versus all of my other events. I work with vendors. Right. Um, so this one, I get lots of questions, calls and concerns and clarification things. So it's really fun when it leaves the parking lot and hits Main Street, seeing like it like can... completely done. Yeah. A lot of my other programs, I'm still doing quite a bit after the fact of cleanup, like figuring things out, organizing, re submitting things for next year but the christmas parade once it leaves the parking lot it is done and it's also really fun like watching all of the little kids like get really excited to sing their little songs as they're going um you can't throw candy in parades anymore um it's a very tricky thing because of liability of not only like throwing it but also like kids running into the street um so Uh we do allow walkers Okay. To, like, hand it off, like, on the side, but you're not supposed to throw it from the float. That makes sense. Yeah. We are always worried about, like, a kid potentially getting hit. So yeah. Bumped. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, who do you look up to? Sophia Bush. Oh, God. I'm obsessed with her. I you think that she's so always much. just so eloquent in her speaking, and she also is very passionate about everything, and yes. I think that's very fun. Her voice is so good. Her voice is so good. That makes me so mad. <laughs> Um, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I mean, I just said I love the Christmas parade, so I'm really excited for the Christmas parade. Plus, it's the last event I do for the the year until, like, Easter. So it is always really exciting that I'm pretty... Uh, pretty done after that point. Yes. Um, But also, I have a birthday next week. Yes, you do. That's (laughs) exciting. Why do you love Richmond? I think, like I kind of mentioned with, like, working with the police department, the fire department, street department, I really love like seeing how our community can come together. And it's not just like with events, it's with like all of the other things that we do. And it's it's always exciting to see that there are people that actually like care about each other mm-hmm. and are willing to like pick up the other pieces to mm-hmm. make something work. I think, and we've talked about this a lot, our friend group, me included, are we've all kind of like went away at some point and we've all kind of come back to like the circle. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, like, the power of just, like, being where you are and loving where you are and, like, not being—there's, like, weird shame about staying in a place for too long. Yeah. I don't think that that's something that you've really, like, struggled with because you love it so much. Yeah, I think that it is really true, especially, like, leaving college. It feels like such a— defying moment of like trying to figure out where you're going and like who you're going to be and nobody wants to be like the last one standing right and I think being in Richmond was I mean I came from a very small area um so like Richmond was much bigger um and so it definitely was like a change of pace for me but I also really valued like where I came from having that sense of community of like Mm -hmm. I knew everything about everybody and while that sometimes could be a bad thing it also is really nice like I still remember people that I haven't talked to in 10 years birthdays because there was only 130 of us I know everybody's birthday and I think Richmond still has that feeling a little bit but has a bit more opportunity of like other paths and um, making new friends and like having a new um, adventure if you will Mm. but I think yeah people tend to think that you have to leave to find something but sometimes I think staying is is a really exciting moment to figure out what you want your home to look like Mm. why do you love yourself I I think as I've grown older I've gotten better at figuring out when I should talk about something and when I should let somebody else talk Mm. Um, I'm very like clear on my feelings about things but I think as I've like grown I've gotten really good at knowing like sometimes somebody needs to spill everything and sometimes they need for 
intervention. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something I tend to be better at. You're really good at intervention, <laughs> but like in a very light way. Yeah. Like you, you kind of just like crack the door open. Yeah. And let all of us walk through it. That's <laughs> right. Own terms. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. being on the podcast. This yeah. is so funny. No problem. I love you so much. Let's go get snackies. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.